What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Level Up. I am your host, Kristen Devine. Tonight, I am joined by the other members of the Role to Play Network, Kent Blue and Tim Devine. Hello. Back on Level Up. It is I, Kent Blue. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tim here. Excited to be back on Level Up, talking about stuff. <laughs> about leveling up stuff i'm gonna go ahead and no i won't because this is I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna go ahead and say that i'm not gonna edit any of this <laughs> kent is yeah. not gonna edit any of this maybe kent of next week will decide not to we'll see <laughs> y'all are hearing the raw audio <laughs> this is what it's like <laughs> uh we have some big announcements again for our network. Uh, we launched as of this recording, it was two months ago that we launched and we are just overwhelmed with all the support and all the downloads and listens and retweets. And we're just very grateful to all of our listeners for all the love you've shown us. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been a really good launch. We've had a lot of interaction, a lot of, lot of support. A lot of people have helped spread the word, have followed all the Twitter accounts, have subscribed and start listening to the shows. It's been, been, I mean, it's taken off really well. I mean, probably even more than, than I expected. Yeah. And we've had a lot of amazing guests on the show, a lot of uh, wonderful podcast games and uh, uh, interviews. And it's, it's just been a ton of fun and it's yeah. Very excited to see how it's gone. So, Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about how it's going on? What's your role? Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's it's been really fun. Uh, uh, the, the show started uh, with Neoscum. Uh, we had Eleni and Gannon on the show, and it was fantastic. They are wonderfully talented improvisers and talked a lot about the show and gave some background inside information uh, and some really good game mastering and improv tips. Uh, then I, I had the privilege of, of meeting B. Dave Walters for L.A. by Night, which is a Geeks and Sundry show. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. He's got a lot of uh, information about Vampire the Masquerade, the system, the lore, and his character, um, the Undisputed Baron. Mm -hmm. And we also had the wonderful, just endearing cast of Brits on Bikes uh, to talk about their show and... I'm very excited for all the different shows that we're going to feature and casts that we're going to talk to about their actual play podcasts. So what's your role has been going really well. Well, how about, how about you? How has level up been going for you? Oh, level up has been going very well. Um, I was extremely excited to talk to banana Chan and Sean Nittner about big bad con, which uh, we will be attending in October and I also was able to speak with Throck and Leona of Welcome to the Party about the uh, community they've created that revolves around diversity and inclusion in role-playing. Um, so we've had some really excellent guests on Level Up uh, with more to come. And I hear that uh, uh, new episodes have been released about, uh, I don't know, is it the the Red Something, Kent? What was that show? Oh, yeah. I've heard rumors. Yeah, we have a lot of new content. have had a lot of new content for, for Red Death coming out. A lot of interlude stuff that takes place after, se after Season 1 that gives a little bit of backstory uh, and sets up Season 2, which 
we are really excited to start releasing, which is going to be really soon. Uh, season two is a lot of fun to record, and you know we can't wait to start getting Red Dead to you on a regular schedule with no without any big breaks like we had after the first season. So that's coming up. And it is, let me tell you, I've heard teasers. It is next level production quality podcasting. I'm very excited to hear season two of the Red Death. Agreed. And probably our most important, at least our flagship show, is the role to play, actual play, hosted and GM'd by Kent. Kent, what's been going on over at Role to Play? Yeah, so now that with the launch of the network, we are back into regular weekly episodes, which is really nice. Feels really good. I've, I've taken a lot of the stuff I did on Red Death with more of a production standpoint and put that into Road to Play. So, so if you've been listening along, you've noticed that there's a lot more content within a Road to Play episode, a lot more like production value to it, which has been a lot of fun for me. I have a lot of fun with it. We've had great games of adventure skeletons. We've had monster hearts uh tiny wasteland some really good games have some really great games coming up that i think everyone's going to enjoy so yeah we are going to make one small change to the release schedule of road to play just to allow me to have more time since i i'm kind of stepping up the production level of it after after a game ends we're going to take a week break between games on road to play from now on so once you get the final part of say tiny wastelands the next week, there won't be a Road to Play episode, but then the next game will start the week after that and go until that game's done. Then we'll take a small break and so on and so forth. Just that allows me a little bit extra time for editing and producing and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've had a lot of uh, success with the launch of the network, but we also have a lot of really cool things coming. And uh, one of those things I think Kristen should talk about. I talked a little bit about this on our big announcement episode back in May when we talked about launching our network. Uh, it's been a passion of mine to host an actual play that shines a spotlight on female designers, GMs, um, mostly female and or people of color players. So very exciting news. We have started recording that show. We have several GMs um, and players lined up and that show will be dropping as a new podcast on this network in the next few months. Yeah, and I'm super excited. I've gotten a sneak peek of that lineup that uh, you have for that show and it is, it is, I'll also, I want to say it again, it is also next level. Anything else, uh, anything else big coming, Kent? Uh, yeah, so whenever we started the network, we knew that we wanted to add more shows on as we went. And we knew, you know, Kristen, like she just mentioned, she had her show that she wanted to spearhead and produce. Um, but in the meantime, something that maybe we didn't expect is that we would find a show that none of us are involved in whatsoever. A show completely devoid of Kent, Tim, or Kristen. And... So that is something that is actually coming to the network really soon. Uh, really soon after this episode drops, we will have a brand new show on the network that has a focus more on the other side of tabletop gaming, board games. How about we jump right over and meet the host of that show? We are here to talk about this big announcement that we have really been teasing over the past few weeks to let everyone in on what that big announcement is. And that big announcement is we are adding a show to the Road to Play Network. 
So Roleplay Network has always been kind of tabletop role-playing games focused, but as we started this network, we knew we kind of wanted to expand on on just tabletop in general, like not just limit ourselves to role-playing games, because I think I think there's a big crossover between tabletop role-playing and just tabletop board gaming. So we are adding a brand new show to the network that is focused more on board games than tabletop role-playing games. And that is a show that's been around for a while, actually, already. Uh, has a nice deep catalog. Uh, that show is Meeple Syrup. We have the fine folks from Meeple Syrup here. Uh, I will allow them to introduce themselves. If whoever wants to jump in and go first, go right ahead. Hi, my name is Sen Fung Lim, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Meeple Syrup Show. I guess I've been with the show the longest since Daryl Andrews and I started it many, many moons ago. Um, but we're glad to be here, and we're happy to be a part of the Roll to Play Network. You might know me uh, from such games as Belfort and Akrotiri. I co-designed um, Legend of Korra, Pro Betting Arena with our co-host Jesse. And I have also done a lot of writing in the RPG world as of late. So I've been a writer for Kids on Bikes, uh, a game that you probably all know uh, because your wonderful co-hosts, Kristen and Tim, were the designers of the core game. And they can talk about that later. They, they probably talk about it all the time because it's so cool. Uh, and. <laughs> And I've also uh, done a lot of work for other games like Never Going Home and things like that. So I love role-playing. It was actually one of my first introductions to the tabletop experience. Back when I was six, I started playing Dungeons & Dragons. Um, so actually, I started with Chainmail, to be honest. Uh, so it was in the 70s. And uh, ever since then, I've been a, a gamer at heart. And so tabletop role-playing is near and dear to my heart. But I lost a lot of time when I was doing my postgraduate stuff. And so it just, it, I lost the ability to play tabletop role-playing games with the long campaigns and things like that back in the like 80s and 90s um, where it wasn't, there weren't so many one-shot style games at the time. And so I got into board gaming and that's where I put all my design efforts uh, once I had time again to do things. Anyways, that's me in a nutshell. What about you, Erica? I thought it was about Jesse was going next. Jesse, you go ahead. All right. Well, I'm Jesse. Uh, Jesse Wright. I'm another of the co-hosts of the Meeple Syrup Show. Um, since we were talking about how long we've been around, I've been around the second longest. Uh, although I was part of the beta test team doing tech support when you and Daryl launched uh, and have since stepped on. Uh, to be a host. I have designed uh, a lot of games with Sen. So Legend of Korra Pro Banding Arena was the first. We have um, Batman the Animated Series, Rogues Gallery, and a Dragon Ball Super uh, miniatures game, both coming out sometime later this year, as well as Kingdom Rush, which was also co-designed with my lovely wife, Helena Hope. Um, and that is uh, coming out next year. I also have a bunch of other projects that I can't talk about at the moment that don't involve Sen. So, you know, I'm uh, um, broadening my horizons. Sorry, Sen, you're amazing, but um, <laughs> it's all about growth. And um, as part of the the Meeple Sir, so, so, oh, tabletop role playing games. That's what I, my brain was like, you should talk about RPGs. Um, <laughs> ro role playing games are, uh, like Sen, kind of really dear to my heart in part because it is where I started my gaming journey. Um, I remember my first sort of traditional role-playing board gaming experience was um, 
going into a game shop around the corner from my house when I was 10, and there was a bunch of people there playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons. They invited me to play. I bought a little pewter miniature on the spot and a pack of dice, and I spent the rest of that day playing Dungeons and Dragons with them. Um, and I went on from there to buy all of the 3.5 core books once I got my first job, and I started running games for my friends. And I've been a game master up until late college when I just ran out of time to actually uh, handle the responsibility. And I've been designing board games in the meantime and have recently started getting back into TTRPG design projects thanks to Sen having done the same. So. Erica, why don't you now tell everybody a little okay. bit about yourself? <laughs> I saw you were about to go, and then I realized, like, I was like, ah, let's just go. All right, so uh, I'm Erica Boyeris. I'm one of the other co-hosts of the Meeple Syrup Show. Uh, I've co-designed games such as Boss, Kodama 3D, uh, Roar, King of the Pride, and uh, Ghostbusters, the card game. And so and there's some more fun stuff coming to Kickstarter soon. Um, yeah, what else were we talking about there? Oh, I guess you guys were talking about your your role playing connections. Yeah. Have you role right. played, Erica? You know what? I'm not. I never really had enough people around me that did it. I was one of those vicarious people. I'll be honest. I'm a very avid podcast listener, and a big percent of that used to be either campaigns or one shots. Like I, I honestly listened to a ton of people play RPGing because I can't. I just don't have the the group around me to do it. That's how I started, honestly, with role playing. I was I listened to numerous podcasts first because I didn't have anybody either. And then one day I started doing it on the internet and never turned away after that. Well, I'll have to go there next once I can finally take a breather <laughs> from tabletop. It's a little, as you guys probably know from your end, it's, it's quite consuming when you both have to play and make at the same time. That's actually, I mean, why I've started coming back into the TTRPG space is because I've discovered this new style of design that maybe was around when I was playing when I was younger, but definitely wasn't popular, um, where games are a lot more collaborative storytelling. It's not like when you play a game of Apocalypse World, the GM doesn't have to come to the table with a pre-written novel and all these plans and ideas and preparations for players jumping off the railroad and into the forest. Um, you just sort of build the story together. So um, I think that's it's a really cool opportunity uh, for people even like you, Erica, to dive into a one shot and have nothing but your creativity and trust in your friends to carry you forward. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, a big part of why I enjoy listening, I love listening to stories. It's literally how I go to sleep at night and listening to people RPG is like listening to storytelling. <laughs> So, you know, it's a new outlet. For, well, I guess first I would say uh, I I love hearing like all of you successful tabletop board gating people coming kind of back in or having an interest in TTRPGs because like that means that a lot of the new board games that are going to be developed are doubtlessly going to have wonderful storytelling elements to it. Mm -hmm. I've got <laughs> I, two big ones in the work that are very story heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I when when Kristen and I first approached uh, Shem Phillips of Garfield Games uh, with the North Sea epilogues idea, it was that was the main reason. It was it was hey, we have this role playing game and you have this setting. There has to be crossover there mm -hmm. with fans instead of taking an IP from like a you know a pre existing uh, uh, TV show or movie or book or comic. We 
why can't the IP be a board game? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so it worked out really well. Well, um, we're we're very excited to have the Meeple Syrup Show representing tabletop board game design and you wonderful designers talking about design. So mm -hmm. why don't you let our listeners know what to expect from your show? What what is it about? I guess our show is really about um, when it was originally thought up the term designers discussing design was thrown around a lot uh, because we really a, liked things that started with the same letter. Uh, alliteration is cool for word nerds like myself, but we you also, mean awesome. <laughs> yeah, alliteration is awesome. Yeah, alliteration is awesome. Uh, and we thought that it would give a really interesting perspective on game design if we were able to get people uh, in the industry looking at things from the inside out. Uh, and that's really what Meeple Syrup has always been about. It's how do we dive a little bit deeper? How do we, uh, you know, show a little bit behind the scenes? And how do we let people see that designers and design is pretty accessible? Uh, because we have a lot of people out there who, like we were talking about pre-show, don't think they're designers, but you designed a game, so you're probably a designer. You design uh, a game, you're a designer. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Whether works. or not you got paid, then you're a professional designer, and that's good too. Uh, so I, I think that's really where it stems from, uh, in, in part. There's another big part about why we do primarily a video show, uh, first and foremost, before the podcasting part of it, was because a lot of people don't know the faces of the people who design the games that they love. And so giving people access to a face and a name and a voice, we thought was an important part of giving designers more of a platform in the world that they live in and in the experience that, uh, you know, if people are looking for games by a certain designer, maybe they'd also like to know what they look like and see who they are and that kind of thing. So that was part of it. Um, yeah, that's, that's so true about about the the names on there <laughs> because I remember growing up and playing things like Monopoly or Stratego and you're like oh this is like Hasbro or the, you know somebody named Hasbro made this but like you have no idea and, and and now you're seeing all these games with like these names and a lot of collaborations lots mm -hmm. of names and uh, who the illustrators are and it's like you can get into it a little well a lot more than you used to. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and the what one of the sort of directional things that we've been pushing with the show, both um, with the live stream show, but also the Facebook groups and the other content that we put out, um, is we're in addition to trying to help people see how accessible design is, we're also um, trying to help listeners, whether they're aspiring designers or currently experts and professionals deeply embedded in the industry, improve their design process by getting new points of view and seeing things that are going on. And so in addition to bringing designers on the show to talk about their designs and their design process, we also try to create space to bring industry professionals from different um, parts of the industry on the show so that we can get a sense of the broader parts of the ecosystem that we're all part of. So we've had um, everyone from people who represent um, publishing, uh, sorry, printing companies or printing houses in China to uh, influencers that make uh, media content. Um, so, so you know, anything design related, we will 
have somebody on and talk with them about what they do. Yeah, our show is basically a, a, a rough four week rotation where we like to kind of target and look at all the different elements of that go into the gaming industry or game design. So as Jesse said, we definitely do uh, industry spotlights and designer spotlights. And then we also like to do shows where we do uh, deep dives into particular either mechanics or a specific game. Um, sometimes just for fun, we even like the three of us do like, what does our design structure look like? How do we go into brainstorm mode and actually start to pump out ideas or work through some game ideas um, with different techniques and things like that? And uh, as the guys talked about as well, we, we've started to create more content of our own. So all the tips and tricks that we're talking about or learning from our guests, we're trying to turn them into infographics and, uh, you know, or filter them into our, uh, our, our growing Facebook groups that can have these discussions on like, what is this stuff or ask these questions. I love that. Um, before Tim and I jumped into design, we took easily two years and listened to as many podcasts <laughs> as we could consume. Uh, and Tim is more on like the mechanic side and I approach things more as a, from a player point of view. And so I listened to like every actual play I could get my hands on and he listened to every like, you know, modifier type show that he could, you know, get his hands on. So um, just proof that shows like yours really do help and encourage people because if there hadn't been shows like yours, we probably wouldn't have gotten into design. I think or or thought it was a, or an thought it was possible. Exactly yeah. thought it was possible. So I love that you guys approach it from so many angles and are so so encouraging of uh, aspiring designers. I mean, we're smart and everything, but it doesn't take a genius to make a game, right? Um, one of the things that uh, I found the most useful was. Uh, Jason Petrie's um, the RPG podcast, uh, RPG design panel podcast. I think that's what it is. It's where he goes around and records all the all the panels that are at like Metatopia and things like that. And the reason why I found it so influential to me is because it's design from a different perspective. So it's RPG design, but it's like, well, how can I apply that to game design? Because I love what you're saying. I love what the outcome of your techniques are and how do I apply that in board game design, right? So I, I think you're right that having this access to all this really cool design-centric material will help people just design whatever they want, um, be it a board game or uh, an RPG or whatever. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Um, so would one of you mind talking a little bit about what the structure of your show is like? Sure. So I'll start with just why we do a video cast. Um, we used to do it on uh, Google Hangouts and it was great for a while and, and it worked well. But we found that we got a lot more engagement uh, with Facebook Live. So we push our video content through Facebook Live and it's it's a really good format for what we're doing because there's always people on Facebook uh, asking questions and they ask live questions and we answer them and we interact with them live on the feed. So that's been really helpful in gaining us a very dedicated fan base, but also they get a lot out of it. So I think that's what is beneficial about the live streaming aspect of it. The fact that we get our faces seen is, is secondary to that. Why did we then decide, well, this needs to be a podcast? And we found that a lot of our viewers, because of our specific time zone, we're in Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, whatever, um, that a lot of the people who want to listen to us live 
can't uh, just due to, you know, it's dinner time when we're live over. And if you're in California, it might be dinner time and you have family to feed, or it might be four o'clock in the morning in Britain or whatever. So we have a lot of people who really want to hear the content, but don't necessarily have the time to sit in front of the screen watching us live or even watching the archive video. And so we've been asked for many, many, many years to go and podcast the stuff that we've already got. So that's really what our goal was with our Patreon campaign was to figure out how can we do this? And then you thankfully interceded and that was wonderful. Uh, so that's that's the basic reason, but I think Erica, you you have a really good sense of the format of the show in terms of what we do on a weekly basis. Yeah, so I mean, the idea is that, uh, as it said, a big part of it is we need that community involvement. We're having people on who need to ask questions or want clarifications or whatever it is so we can actually get into as designers or as people who are getting into design, what would you want them to answer for you? What would you be, what's your burning question for this designer, this industry person, this publisher, whoever it is. Uh, so we go live to air every Wednesday at nine Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we go live to Facebook so that we can see comments and relay them to the guests. Uh, but then what we actually do is we turn the video into our uh, a YouTube video and now we're turning it into podcasts because you can't always watch video. In fact, it is far easier to actually listen to podcasts uh, as you in, kind of take us with you so you can hear these things again. Because uh, one of our Patreon goals is reviving some really good old content that, to be honest, it's great to look at these old interviews and think about what we can learn from these designers of these great games. So we have a lot of a, a lot of fun things planned uh, down that route. Yeah, I know. I mean, speaking on that for podcasts is much easier for me because I have a job that allows me to listen to podcasts for nine hours a day. But when I get home, I have the kids and dinner and ball practice and stuff. So to be able to sit down and watch content is is difficult at times. So, it, you know, I like having I like that having that podcast option, you know, to be able to enjoy stuff as now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same, same here in the yeah. uh, uh, California traffic, <laughs> our commutes, our, our podcast time, uh, mm -hmm. and then we come home to our children. So it's same same thing, except, you know, many hours in the car listening to wonderful podcast content. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and I, the other thing is, I mean, we do take advantage sometime of the video media and show things on screen that we really couldn't describe on a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that the podcast will be unlistenable. Um, we usually describe everything, you know, that we're showing as well. So there's that. Um, and, you know, we're just really happy to be able to fulfill the, the needs and the wishes of our audience who have constantly been asking us for, you know, where's the next podcast we had, we do have currently, I think like 30 episodes up, but we're at like episode, I don't know, like 200 and something. So uh, it was just, we didn't have the space. We didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, and so a friend was doing it for us. And that's a lot to ask of somebody to do. Uh, but with the pot Patreon, now we're able to get that up and running a little bit more and uh, have more high quality audio. And then we're going to be looking at how does that expand out when we're with you uh, with the Role to Play Network. That way we'll be able to really up our game, no pun intended in that field as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to our relationship and how that presents new opportunities for not only 
the listeners out there, but us as a group of people podcasting about stuff. Games. <laughs> Gaming stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are thrilled to have you, the three of you, be a part of our network. Um, obviously, before we wrap, we, we want to hear more about this Patreon. So the Patreon, uh, you can support us at www.patreon.com slash meeple syrup. And our Patreon is really aimed at helping us create better content for the listeners. Like Jesse said, uh, we want to take a lot of our stuff and disseminate that information in some shape or form. And Erica was talking about our infographics. We have a bunch of infographics that we've done uh, for how to pitch to people, how to set up your stuff for approaching a publisher, um, you know, good rules for writing rules, all these things in a easily accessible format, visual format as well, I think are uh, things that we are giving to our patrons first and then releasing them out into the wild a couple of weeks later. And Patreon allows us to, to do that. We're also using the Patreon to poll our audience for, you know, what is the next game you want us to dissect or what kind of topics do you want us to talk about? So that's been really cool uh, having access to that. And, you know, I think in general, just the, the Patreon allows us to pay for the software that we use and maybe get some new hardware so that we can have even higher quality audio and video in the future. Um, so that's that's sort of what we're using it for is to fund the dream, really. Uh, Jesse, is there anything else that I'm missing from the Patreon? We're going to be doing, I mean, there's a couple of things that we'll be doing just for patrons. Um, one, we've been talking about using the patron-only space as a way, as a, as a domain for us to experiment with new show formats and ideas, which will end up resulting in some exclusive live content for patron, supporter, patron supporters, um, as well as uh, a, a space where we might put um, other do we have specific things we were going to put in there? I am completely brain dead right now. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything specific. I was thinking, okay. I was, I mean, I was thinking of things like your rants and things like that. Oh, no, <laughs> that's your rants. are public domain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need an audience, remember? Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the first plans for patron, uh, like patrons will be, uh, having access to those archival uh, interviews and such that will hopefully will filter eventually down into the podcast, but we'd like to mm -hmm. kind of have that exclusively for them to start just sort of things as like a thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's, there's room to do some other stuff on the Patreon uh, site as well in terms of uh, just giving them a little bit of insight into design process and things. So I've put on videos of me like cutting out tokens with because you use this very special tool to do it so uh, if you've never seen an arc punch at work i can show you how an arc punch gets used um and things like that and then there's a couple other things that jesse has always wanted to do and he just might not remember this but jesse's wanted to do uh video essays for the longest time yeah. so who knows what's going to happen? Jesse, I, I mean, no, no, I, I, I do remember that I have wanted to do video essays. I just, <laughs> I just like, I'm not in a place where I can commit to prospective patron backers, supporters that there will be video essays. Um, but if I, if I get the time and space and 
and and energy for it, which may happen in the fall when my living situation changes, I definitely would like to start putting together some video essays. Um, but those take um, you know extra time and energy because you got to cut them, you got to script them, you need to support mm -hmm. them with like good visuals, uh, unless you're gonna be a talking head but you know i think you know even even some of my favorite video essay people um they they do that in a very like well-crafted way and so uh that you know it's one of the things that i hope the patreon will make possible is the ability for me to get the additional support needed to put those together but um so, you know some high quality video essay content about game design um is something yeah, that i think people syrup really should it doesn't exist it doesn't exist. This is like why I wanted to do it. I mean, most of the, we've talked a little bit about like media that we consume. Most of the media I consume for my game design education is uh, video casts that people make about game design, but they're but all vi video, video game. games. Yeah. They're all video game design stuff. Um, and there's nothing about board game design, not any like high quality video content. And so that's somewhere I'd like maple syrup to go, but we're not going to get it there without patron support. That's our future hopes, people. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have all the information on our website at uh, www.rolltoplaynetwork.com, and then you'll find Meeple Syrup front and center on the page. Just click it. All right. Well, we are all very excited. I know we've said it a few times here, but we are very excited to have Meeple Syrup onto the Roll to Play Network. We're so excited to, to have board games kind of represented on our network as well. Um, and I'm glad that we're finally able to announce it. We've been talking about it behind the behind closed doors for a while and, and, and hinting at it. So now I'm, I'm happy that the news is finally out there that we're going to be welcoming your show onto our network. Uh, it's just super, super exciting for us. I hope it's as equally as exciting for you all. But on our way out, let's just go around to the Meeple Syrup crew again. You all say who you are again and where if you want to be found online, where people can do that. Uh, I can be, I, Jesse can be found on, uh, on Facebook, specifically in the maple syrup shop talk group, um, or as the maple syrup page. Uh, so if you, for some reason, want to reach out to me, uh, just go to the maple syrup Facebook page, click on the group button, join the maple syrup shop talk group where you can participate in some really high level, awesome conversations about game design, but also get a hold of me. Uh, if it's your thing, you can tweet me at TT void. Um, I won't see it though, because I don't open Twitter. <laughs> we, we just tell them it exists. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Erica and you can find me on Twitter at frenemy games, frenemy with an I as well as if you ever want to interact with us, as Jesse said, either at the Facebook group for Meeple Syrup or the Meeple Syrup Shop Talk. And I'm Sen. You can find me on Twitter at Lim. And yeah, come and join the Meeple Syrup Shop Talk group and the Meeple Syrup page. And that way you'll be up to date on the latest video casts. And like Jesse said, a whole bunch of very high level and professional design talk on the shop talk page which is pretty cool and once again we're so excited to have sen erica and jesse of maple syrup join us on the role to play network we know that all of our listeners are going to get a lot of good information out of their show um look for their release schedule shortly
And that will do it for this month's episode of Level Up. Don't forget to visit our website at roletoplaynetwork.com. You can fill out our contact us form to send us topic ideas for future shows or sign up to play a game with us. Thank you.